I went to Canada today. I saw on your Snapchat. But welcome. Welcome to the Marvel Force Podcast. I'm Jesse. And I'm Amber. And we're rotated. We are at a different angle. <laughs> it's a little weird. I'm sort of digging it, though. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. It's a little weird because I'm so used to being over there. Yeah. Oh, now I get to stare out the creepy window. Oh, this is your fun time now. <laughs> I always get to stare out the creepy ass window when you're telling me stories. That's why I want curtains. <laughs> Well, maybe there'll be curtains, depending on how creepy your episode or your story is today. Maybe I'll get curtains for the next time we record. (laughs) Maybe I'll get curtains for Saturday for you to sleep in this room. Love it. We haven't had our party yet. We're going to have our party Saturday, which is two days from now. We um, talked a lot about, uh, you know, becoming better people over the Christmas holiday break. We did. And we um, didn't. And we did not. <laughs> um, we said that we were like, oh, yeah, we're going to write like six stories each. We're going to be so fucking prepared. And life happened. Um, you know, life actually didn't happen for me. Um, the only thing I did over the break was be on call and, you know, install tile in my kitchen. Okay. And I didn't even finish that. I um went up north to my grandpa's and being the only really like one of the other people that my cousin's baby was comfortable with carried her a lot when my Ooh, cousin was babies. busy. So I didn't do anything <laughs> really. Well, that sucks. So I have a gift for you, though. A gift? And let me tell you, I fucking bought this last night. <laughs> okay. Because I went to Taco Bell. Yum. And I was in the Taco Bell drive-thru and I was on Facebook. And I was just scrolling along. And I saw something that caught my eye. And I was like, you know what? I'll look into that. So I have bought us two tickets to a paranormal tour of the Whitney. Oh. Yeah. Where, when is that? It's uh two weeks. Okay. And the tickets were really cheap. I'm confused. I think they probably already sold out, though. Okay, that's exciting. Yeah. So we are going to go to the Whitney. I bought them for whenever because I'm assuming you'll be off work because it's a late night. So the tour starts at 10.45 and 11.45. Okay. I bought the 10.45 ones. Um, Hope you're okay with that. That's probably fine. What day is it? It, where are you going where am i going in two weeks i don't know probably nowhere the 24th you're going to the whitney okay on the 24th it's a friday yes i'll double check i don't have it on here but i'll double check it when i get home it should be fine yeah the only options were friday or saturday friday was probably the better option yes that's what i thought yeah and so apparently we get like a drink and um oh wait i'll show you here and now that i actually told you about it i guess i could like show you the ad so it says, take a stroll on the paranormal side of Detroit nightlife, tour the iconic Whitney Mansion and Carriage House while sipping on award-winning Witching Hour cocktail. I'm pretty excited. Yes. This is going to be fun. So this is the ad for it. So spooky. I love it. Um, 
I actually so here's the tea, here's the tea. Oh here oh here's the here's tea. the tea. Okay. I was actually kind of bummed that I had a panic attack at our last paranormal thing. And like the other day was this looking, seems to be a lot chiller than it the, like, seems the a last little more one. chill. Yeah, but I was like looking at my Instagram and like look, I was like, oh man, remember that night we went and saw my favorite murder live, and then went to a paranormal. Like that was so much fun. Yeah, we like jam packed our night. And then I was like, but I missed half of it. I did talk to a paranormal investigator like that whole time that I missed. Yeah, but I was kind of bummed about it. So I'm excited. Yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah, I don't think like it'll be like super haunted but like the whitney is haunted and maybe we can do what we did with the 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 mill and like maybe i'll like google that'd be fun we'll like do like a history and experience kind of thing or like just tell about it yeah like an experience episode like we did yeah and then are you gonna bring can you bring a recorder i'm Probably will bring my recorder. Yeah. Just throw it in your pocket. Just put it in my pocket and see if we catch any ghosties. <laughs> I love it. I'm excited. I hopefully hopefully they do more history on the tour. Because I was kind of bummed that they didn't give a lot of history at the other tour. Yeah. The tour seems to be about two hours long. Okay. So um we'll see. Um oh also since it's the Whitney, we have to follow dress code even being on the tour. Okay. So I also have a screenshot. Of the dress code for us. Okay, text it to me. Okay. <laughs> it says, I don't know what dress jeans are. Probably just nice jeans. Like, no jeans. Like, not oh. these ones that <laughs> the thighs are rubbing out on. Okay. So, you can wear dress jeans, slacks, a skirt, or a dress. No sport jerseys, yoga pants, tank tops, or spandex. Okay. So, I can't get... So I could get murdered in a dress. Yeah. Or dress jeans. Yeah. I'd have to buy new jeans. Yeah. Well, maybe we can dress like super fancy and take cute, super cute photos. We could. Maybe I'll wear a dress. Yeah. Why not? I have a dress. I have plenty of dresses. Maybe we'll just. I never wear. Maybe we'll just dress in our 20s (laughs) get-ups and go to the Whitney. (laughs) That could be fun. We have the dresses. (laughs) We have them. Is that Whitney dress code appropriate? It is a dress. It's a costume dress, though, to this. <laughs> Maybe, okay, I guess if we do that, I should probably call the Whitney and ask. Yeah. I'm fine with just wearing a nice, like a cute dress. I have a black dress that I love to wear. Yeah. That I don't wear very often. It's like mesh at the top, but the rest is like cute. And I don't know. Yeah. I'm excited. It'll be fun. I'm excited. This is fun. Yeah. And I was, I was literally just thinking the other day, like, how bummed I was. Well, you know, they still do Eloise tours, Amber. That one, I, Amber, I was at the, and that's why we drink show. They talked about the history and I, I don't, I don't remember it. You just block it out. If you just block it out. No, I'm pretty. Just remember all the alcohol you drank. I'm pretty, pretty vividly then, remembering like the creepy people and in then, the no, cemetery. No, 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 just don't worry about it. Did we do that story? No, we did not. I was going to if we went to the tour. Okay. And then we didn't. Okay. And the internet even told us to go to the tour. One person on Twitter they told did. us to go to the tour. And we didn't. <laughs> and we didn't. Because we suck. Because we suck. So maybe we should go to the tour. Let's start with the Whitney. Let's start with the Whitney. That's in two weeks, and then we'll go from there. Okay, I guess so. 
But other than that, I have nothing else to talk about. Um, yeah. I I went to a wedding on New Year's and that was really my only exciting thing. Yeah. Oh, I guess I didn't really talk about the New Year's party. It was cool. It looked <laughs> it looked so much fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I had a really good time. Um Jason was sending me pictures all night. Alright. Are you ready? Are you ready to jive on in? I'm ready to jive. Our first time jiving in No, it's not. It's our second time jiving, isn't it? It's our first real-time driving. It's our first official real-time driving in 2020. This is our 20 jazz jive. It's our jive year. It's our, it's our, oh my god, it is our jive year. Caesar, can you, oh, oh, Caesar. Do you want to flick it? Caesar wants to flip coin? Oh. Oh, it's me. I'm telling, I'm going to tell the story to Caesar and not you. That's fine. Okay. Tell the story to Caesar. I don't even want to hear it. I don't want to know. All right. <laughs> Frankly. <laughs> I don't want I don't care. Okay. <laughs> All right, Rude. My story is the legend of the Night Marchers. Ooh. So we are in Hawaii. Ooh. So this is a Hawaiian legend. The Night Marchers or Spirit Ranks are deadly ghosts of ancient Hawaiian warriors. This is our first Hawaii story. It is our first Hawaii story. It's uh, exciting. You know, I saw this uh, like I always wanted to try to do a Hawaiian story. Right. And then I was just like, ah, they just seem so difficult to find. I just I I worry about pronouncing everything like as much as we do joke about not being able to pronounce. I literally can't pronounce names. I cannot pronounce anything. I looked things up and or took them out. <laughs> so yeah. and I don't sorry. want to sound disrespectful or anything when I tell stories. You yeah. Know? So exactly. So. On nights honoring the Hawaiian gods Kane, Ku, Lono, and Kanalola. Kanalola. Kanalola? I think that's how you pronounce it. I looked it up and I didn't write it. That's okay. Okay. That sounds good. Kanalola. Kanalola. All right. They are said to come forth from their burial sites or rise up from the ocean. Ooh, this is interesting. They march in large groups. To the ancient Hawaiian battle sites or other sacred places. And legend says at night, uh, the night marchers are warriors dressed for battle, carrying spears and clubs and torches. Okay. So they're, they're literally like soldiers. Yes. Okay. The first thing you notice is that the night marchers approach. You can hear the loud sound of drums and the sound of conch shells, like the blowing of the conch shells. Like the horn. It sounds very like um, like if people from Atlantis were coming. Oh yeah, with our tridents from the sea. Yeah, like King Trident is starting war <laughs> with the, the land. With the land <laughs> because they took Ariel from him, <laughs> and he's pissed because now we're polluting his oceans. I know they gave her fucking feet and everything. What is this? We he gave us his daughter, and now we're fucking polluting his oceans as a thanks. Yeah, we're dirty heathens <laughs> with dirty feet. <laughs> then you will also smell a foul, musky, death-like odor. And the Ew. legend says that their feet do not touch the gr- uh touch the water or ground. They just glide through the air. Oh, that's spooky. Yeah. So just, they're not actually marching. Yeah, they're not actually marching. Well, I think they might be marching, but they're not like bouncing. They're not touching yeah, the ground. Yeah, they're not touching the what ground. What if they're just marching in air? Yeah, that'd be pretty legit. That's like moonwalking, right? Yeah. They like got some Michael Jackson moves. They got the moves like Jagger. 
So it pretty much them gliding across the the ground. <laughs> them it pretty much leaves no evidence of them actually visiting. Right, because there's nothing. There's no footprints mm-hmm. or anything, and then you probably don't hear any noises or anything except if you were like initially there. Yeah, you don't. All you hear is the conch shells and the drums. I kind of love the sound of that. That's yeah. actually like my favorite sound: conch shells and drums. All right. Well, um, it won't be your favorite sound by I, the end of the story. I figured it wouldn't. All I right. figured it wouldn't. So right they away. <laughs> will march continuously after sunset until just before sunrise. Though the night marchers may appear during the day if it is to escort the dying relative to the spirit world. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they're kind of nice, right? Kind of. They're still warriors. Yeah, but they want to take a new soul with them. Yeah, exactly. They're expanding the army. They are expanding the army. The living that are along their path may hear chanting, chanting and the sound of blown conch shells and the marching tones in the night. And ancient Hawaiian beliefs state that any mortal to look upon or be seen it can be seen as defiant towards the marchers and will violently die. Oh, so it's like you've disrespected us. Yes. You have to die now. Yes. So it's it's if a mortal sees them or looks at it them. It has something to do with what they're marching for. Okay. So... It is because laws declared that the body parts of a king or chief, so usually the people they're marching for, can be seen as sacred and not be seen by mortals. Okay. And the punishment is instant death. An instant death of being incinerated instantly and dissipating into vapors in the night air. Oh, that's intense. (laughs) (laughs) Just think of some like honeymooners. I wasn't going to say honeymooners. I was just going to compare it to Endgame where, like, they just turn the ash. Like, Okay, but yeah, but picture that. Like, two honeymooners in Hawaii. Two honeymooners. Get, they just got laid. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. It's nighttime. It's nighttime, and they're just walking on the beach. And all of a sudden, you hear conch shells and drums. And so they're interested. They're like, we've never been to Hawaii before. Maybe they thought it was some kind of, like, party. Yeah, exactly. Like a luau-type party or, yeah. like, something. And they're like, well, let's go investigate. And they do. And she drops her sandal in the behind and, you know, goes to pick it up. And he looks at them and is instantly obliterated. Yeah. Now she doesn't have a husband. Exactly. So usually you are killed by bolts of intense light or flaming heat. Oh. Originating from several of the warrior's eyes. That's what was my next question. Okay. <laughs> It was, where does this come from? So, their they, eyes. Like, it's like, if you make eye contact. They have laser eye vision. Yes. <laughs> I guess I didn't have to add laser eye yeah. vision. <laughs> but, yes. So, if you look directly at them, they will kill you. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that window creepy, Jesse? It is creepy because there's like a leaf that sort of looked like a person <laughs> that's like reflecting the light from the room onto like this bush that's in front of the window. Yep, this is my every time we record. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not looking out the window this time. All right. It feels spooky though. I can feel it behind <laughs> me. You can feel the spookiness. I can feel of it. this leaf that sort of looked like eyes. <laughs> yeah, I can feel it. Okay. <laughs> in my soul. Sometimes bugs fly by and it scares the shit out of me. 
Yeah, well, it's not really a buggy time of year. No, it's not. So, do you want to avoid dying? Um, most definitely. All right. Well, that's it's my preferred method of it's living. Your preferred method. So, like every legend I tell you about, I tell you how to avoid certain doom. Okay, I'm ready. Is it just not looking at them? <laughs> yes. But it gets a little intense. Okay. So, if you hear the noises of the night marchers and want to live, go inside immediately. They only go, go outside? No, no, no. Well, yeah, sort of, right? But you must lay down, face down, on a floor and do not look up until they pass. How do you know when they pass? Is it just the sound? I think it's based on sound. Okay. Some people believe that doing this is a shine of sh- the sign of showing proper respect and the fear to the night marchers that they will be spared. Okay. I mean, that would make sense. You're told not to look at them, so you're not looking at them. Yeah. You're giving them their space. Yeah, I'm assuming it's like sort of like a bow. Um, Could you imagine, though, if you like laid face down on your floor, like trying not to look, and then like you're just in their fucking path and get trampled? Well, maybe if you just like stay laying flat down, you just plank on in the middle of the road. Well, they also don't. Like, step? But what if, like, their feet, because they just hover, but what if their feet were just where the, your back was and you could feel the ghosts walking on you? Oh, they'd be walking on something, huh? They would be. Would that be a good massage? I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it would be. Maybe it would, because it probably wouldn't be, like, super heavy. Yes. It would be repetitive. Yeah. I think it would be, like, a nice, gentle, like, rubbing. <laughs> I love it. Uh, do you hear my dog throwing a temper tantrum? I do. Right he's now? so mad. It's not even. You can clearly tell he's not barking at anything besides just being mad. Yeah, he just wants attention. Yeah. If this is like, give me attention, or else, or else, I will continue to bark. Another way that you can be spared by the night marchers is by being fortunate enough to have an ancient ancestor marcher present with the group to recognize you. Oh. As they encounter the mortal, they will call out mine or nau, neu, I don't know, in Hawaiian, and no one in the warrior procession will harm you. So it's like one of your ancestors is yeah. in the night marchers. Yeah. And they're like, them, they with me. They good. They solid. They're joining next week. No. <laughs> <laughs> Be like, I'd rather just join now. <laughs> I mean, I guess you get a week to, like, live your life. Yeah. But if your family's not cool enough to be, like, an ancient ancient warrior, uh, other things that could help you not come off as disrespectful is to plant cordyline or tea shrubs around one's house. Okay. Do they really like these? I, I don't know. They Maybe not because they tend to avoid them. Okay. So they tend to avoid the area. So I would assume like you place a barrier around your entire house and um, you're fine. But other barriers like normal shrubs (laughs) will not deter them. (laughs) Normal shrubs. Normal shrubs. So my my um, like giraffe shrubbery isn't going to deter them. No, that. The, the shrubbery that you painstakingly cut into the shape of a giraffe 
will not deter them. What a bummer. I know, right? Maybe they actually just really want to see it. They're like, wow, you did really good work. Let me get all up in this shrub. <laughs> Let me just walk directly <laughs> through it. <laughs> and no matter uh, what you build in their path, they will march straight through it. Okay. So, because they can. Yeah. So, my recommendation, since, like, anything you build besides, like, planting these tea plants, like, won't prevent them from going through anything. So, just build a fence of these tea plants around your house, and then you're safe. I, th- I mean, I think that's, that's, like, my theory, at least. That seems like a legitimate answer. Yeah. I mean, but will they just walk through the door? Because the door isn't... Well, like, you build a gate and put the tea plants as a gate. Yeah. There you go. Or just lay down all the time face first on the floor. <laughs> well, you'll know if they're coming, right? But sometimes you, you might not know they're coming. Right? Because uh, each march can actually differ depending on the honored warrior leader. Oh. So if the king or chief enjoyed peace and quiet, the march will be as silent as possible. Oh. Yeah. Well, then how will I know? <laughs> well, from what I was reading, it was... It, they definitely like there are specific nights that it occurs okay along with hawaiian legend and lore okay kind of thing so like it like it's like moon cycles and other things as well okay so you kind of have an idea yeah but also if they were like fond of music the drumming and chanting would be louder okay that would make sense yeah if the king did not like to walk around much me. <laughs> <laughs> he would be carried in a sling by the warriors. Oh, me. For sure. <laughs> For sure, me. If you witness one of these marches, you may still accidentally look upon the king because you don't actually know where he is within the march. Because he could be anywhere. Because he could be anywhere. Right? The king's face was not supposed to be observed. So, like, remember when we talked earlier in the episode about, like, you cannot look upon them? Yeah. Uh, based on some whatever aspect of their lives. Yeah. So, if you cannot, if you're not allowed to look at the king's face, uh, they would lead the march and they're back facing all the warriors. Okay. So, they would be, like, right out in front. If it, If no one could look upon his back... He would be in the back of the group. And then if there was no part of them that was forbidden to look at, they would march among the warrior group blending in. Okay. So he could be literally wherever, depending yep. on his yep. his personal stuff. Yep. So like best to lay down flat down on the ground and plant some tea plants around and, your house. And plant some tea plants around your house. And like, you know, maybe like have some good family genes. <laughs> yeah. Hawaiian gods are often present in the marches as well in these marches the torches are said to burn brighter the largest torches are carried in the front of the march one in the back of the group and then three within the group and that's brighter if there's a god present yes okay i didn't really look into this but the number five is actually significant with hawaiian mythology so five torches (laughs) five torches Represents apparently the sadness that is the dogs in my house currently. <laughs> <laughs> they just want to be together, but it's hard when we're recording. No, because they make too much noise. That is pretty much the story of the Night Marchers. But I do have, I read it, 
Reddit is a thing. Yes, Reddit's a thing. And I found a couple of real stories. Okay. For you. So this story took place on Maui. And this uh, woman tells the story of her husband, his father, and his friend that had went fishing. There was a small cabin that they were staying in. And her husband's friend told him that maybe 200 yards away from the cabin was the path leading from there to the beach. And to not walk on it and use a different one. Okay. So, like, the person whose cabin it was, they're like, hey, don't use that path. Got it. Right? And they're like, use a different one. So, they went camping on a full moon and his friend would be like, no, it's fine. The night marchers won't be out until the new moon. But apparently he was wrong. That night... Her husband was sleeping with his face towards the screen door. He woke up and opened his eyes to the silhouette with a torch in its hand and he could hear the drum beat. It started to turn and look at him. And as he did, he quickly buried his face into the pillow. That was a good move. Yeah. Well, they. So the thing is about the night marchers, it is very common. People like it. It's similar paths. Like, they always walk the same paths. Okay. Right? From sacred burial grounds to sacred sites to sacred battlefields and everything. So they always walk the same paths, and Hawaiian lore knows when they occur. Right. Right? A lot of people believe in the night marchers. Yeah. I I mean, I could see that being... A popular like it sounds like it it would make sense like yeah. it would be a big thing there yeah like even like the news did a news story about it and they like played it off but then they like they interviewed a bunch of like locals about like because it was like around halloween they're like let's talk about something spooky how about the night marchers and everyone's like no like the night marchers are real <laughs> like i'm like they're like you try to play it off like it's halloween but no the night marchers are real and they happen year round and then but then I read some like really nasty comments on the internet who that the nasty comments would just fucking hate our podcast just because of we believe in shit like this. Well, yeah. But yeah, that is the story of the Hawaiian night marchers. I like it. Yeah. It's interesting. No, I, I like that. I think that's interesting. And I'm glad we finally did a Hawaiian story. Yeah. No, I was I've been had been looking into it for a while. All right. Are we ready? I'm ready. Are you ready? Yes. So I'm going to tell you about the Flatwoods monster. The Flatwoods? Mm-hmm. All right. Do you know anything about this? I do not. Oh, I'm pumped. Okay. okay. <laughs> I'm going to get you some pictures, too. I didn't save any in here, but I'll get you some. Oh, I can I can Google okay. it. Okay. Go- not yet. Not yet. Okay. So I'm like, s- can I type it in? Yeah. Because, like, I guess I'm not drinking. I kind of remember Flatwoods monster. So, on September 12th, 1952, in Braxton County, West Virginia, around 7.15 p.m., three boys saw a bright object cross the sky and land in the property of a local farmer. Okay. Um, the local farmer was G. Bailey Fisher. He never gets mentioned again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's cool. Uh, the boys This were- farmer is insignificant, even though it landed on his land. Yep. Uh, the boys were brothers Edward May, 13, Fred May, 12, and their friend Tommy Heyer, who was 10. Oh, okay. So the boys went home to tell their mother, 32-year-old beautician Kathleen May, their story. You. Me. <laughs> they told me. 
Um, Kathleen, accompanied by Edward, Fred, and Tommy, <coughs> two more local boys, Neil New- Neil New- Noonley, Nunley? Neil Nunley. I like Nunley better. All right. <laughs> Neil Nunley and Ronnie Shaver and 17-year-old National Guardsman Gene Lemon went to the Fisher farm in effort to locate what the boys had seen and to possibly see a flying saucer. Okay. So we're, we're believing this is alien. Yeah. So we have a group of seven people. Yep. And they're like, we're going to go fucking find this shit. All right. Sounds great. So when the group reached the top of the hill near where they thought they had seen the object land, Neil Nunley said that they saw a pulsing red light. Gene Lemon aimed his flashlight into the direction and what they saw is not what is now known as the Flatwoods Monster. Okay. So, so like, is it continued to be seen after this moment? Nope. Oh, okay. It's so, like, a- it, it didn't, like, crash and burn and is now stuck in this field for the rest of its life, like, in this area in West Virginia? Nope. Okay. I mean, that would be really cool. I mean, maybe. Is it? You said West Virginia. Yeah. Right? Okay. There's only, like, this one sighting of it. But it's it's interesting. Okay. So descriptions vary. There were seven of them, and it was dark, and they were only looking by the light of a flashlight. Okay. So descriptions vary about the appearance. The sightings mostly agree that it stood at roughly 10 feet tall. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking 10 feet tall. <laughs> 10 feet tall. <laughs> no, thanks. Um, I'm out. And that it was surrounded. Like, that fucking thing is a tree. It's huge. That's huge. Yeah. It was surrounded by a strange mist and scent. What kind of scent? A not good one. <laughs> Everything said it was like a, a like toxic like atrocious smell. Like it was awful. But like like what I need to know like what kind of atrosion. Like someone shit their pants atrosion or like chemical warfare. Like does hmm. it smell like sulfur or bleach or something? Like See, I don't really know. It just says stench everywhere in my notes. All right. Can um, I look it up now? In what, Let me read you the okay. rest of this. So some of the group said they were nauseated by the smell. Okay. The monster had a round face, a round <coughs> red face. Red face. Large eyes like searchlights that emitted a greenish orange light. It had a black or green bodysuit with a cowl-shaped shape over its head kathleen may described this as an ace of spades oh okay and some of the witnesses said that it had claws and others said it was floating you can google it okay i can now google it images what the fuck is this (laughs) (laughs) um so it looks like a weird nun type looking creature that is apparently 10 feet tall. It's 10 feet tall. That's the best thing to remember about this whole thing is it's 10 feet tall. Can I? I want to be this to con. You should do it. All right. I'll do it. And then, like, if you could think of, like, the, the spade thing, like, a collar. Like, it looks like it a collar around its like perfect circle of a head and weird glowing eyes. With it doesn't appear to have any facial features, like at all in some of these pictures. Yeah, so most of them don't have really any other facial feature. It's just eyes, and they don't really describe any other facial features. Like it looks like a fucking robot. It does. It really does. Yeah, like a robot in a really bad like sci-fi movie from like the eighties. Yeah, like Doctor Who. Yeah, 
Like a Doctor Who, let's say, if the Cybermen were female and mixed with a Dalek. (laughs) All right. I think that's a good mental. I think that's a good image for everyone out there. All right. But, like, think of, like, the Cybermen wearing a metal dress, but the dress is, like, a Dalek. (laughs) (laughs) So the creature let out a hissing sound and glided towards the group. So terrifying. Wait, wait, wait. I need you to repeat that sentence for me. Okay. The creature let out a hissing sound and glided towards the group. Oh, glided towards the group. I thought you said the ground. And I was just like, was it like releasing some like <laughs> gases so that it could actually touch the ground? Like the <laughs> like the hydraulic units and trucks. Like, like it was just like sinking down yeah, like, to exactly. sit on the ground. Yeah. Um, so Gene Lemon screamed and dropped his flashlight and it caused the whole group to run away. Well, yeah, if one person screams and run away, I'm fucking out too. The guy who screamed and run, ran away first though too was also the National Guard member. Like the Then guy. I'm fucking gone. Right? I would be out of there. Yeah. Uh, when some of them returned to the site, they said that it, um, all that remained were traces of the mist and the stench. It was later theorized that the monster and its spaceship had literally evaporated. Oh, evaporated into the mist, you know. So the local sheriff and deputy investigated reports of crashed aircrafts in the area, and they said that they searched the site of the reported monster sighting, but they saw, heard, and smelled nothing. According to UFO writer Gray Gray Baker, the next day, Lee Stewart Jr. of the... Braxton Democrat claimed that to discover skid marks in the field and an odd gummy deposit. These finds were considered evidence of a flying saucer landing by a UFO enthusiast. Okay. Gummy deposits. Gummy deposits. Wait, but what if the gummy deposits were literally whatever this fucking monster was just turning into gush? Maybe. Like, maybe it was. Yeah. Because it just, just, like, they ran off. It was, like, they don't know what happened to it. Yeah. So the local newspaper even reported on the sighting, saying seven Braxton County residents on Saturday reported seeing a 10-foot Frankenstein-like monster in the hills above Flatwood. A National Guard member, 17-year-old Gene Lemon, was leading the group when he saw what appeared to be a pair of bright eyes in the trees. The news article also stated that Lemon screamed and fell backwards when he saw the 10-foot monster with a blood-red body and green face that seemed to glow. It may have had claws for hands. It was hard to tell because of the dense mist. Yeah. One thing I noticed in that was that the colors switched from a green body to a, like, a redhead to a green body to opposite. Yeah. Which could have just been, like, reporting, you yeah. know? So those people were the most scared people I've ever seen. Local newspaper publisher Lee Stewart said, like, he was the one who went back and found those. So they were most scared people he'd ever seen. Stewart himself marched up the hill with a shotgun after the witnesses told him what they saw. Oh, okay. So sure. people don't make that kind of story up that quickly, Stewart said. He also said that the state police laughed off the reports as hysteria. In the newspaper story, they said, the state police said, they said the so-called monster had grown from 7 to 17 feet in just 24 hours. Okay. Even a seven foot tall monster? Yeah. Is creepy. Yeah. That's still taller than the average human. Yeah. It's still going to leave you with an eerie feeling about it. Right. 
So after it was in the local news, it got picked up by national radio and newspaper story was carried all throughout this country. Calls were received from all parts of the country about about the story and the National Press Service rated the story number 11 for the year. Oh, okay. So it was a big deal. Yeah. (laughs) A minister from Brooklyn even came out just to question the May family and the Pittsburgh, a Pittsburgh paper sent out a special reporter to cover the story. Oh, okay. So Andrew Smith, who runs the Flatwoods Monster Museum and Braxton County Convention Visitors Bureau, said that Kathleen May and the National Guard kid ended up going... The National (laughs) Guard kid. Yeah. You know know, that one kid that, like, freaked the fuck out and ran away? You know, he runs the museum but can't bother to learn that guy's name. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He ended up... They ended up going to New York to talk to CBS about the encounter. UFO writers like Gray Baker and Ivan T. Sanderson even showed up to investigate. Okay. Okay, so obviously, people don't believe the story. Yeah. And there's a lot of... A lot of theories... But here are the most, here's the most common stuff. So after the one time sighting, the monster was never seen again. Yes. So that was one thing where people are like, obviously they're making it up if no one's ever seen it again. Yeah, but there's like all of them. There was seven of them. Yeah. So also three of them, at least three of them were like under 14. Yeah. And like, it's hard to tell children like if you were trying to lie about it yeah it's hard to tell a child like if you were like tell us the truth or you're gonna get in trouble the kid would tell you the fucking truth yeah so if the kid is sticking to their story exactly no i 100 percent agree with you with that one so the u.s air force doubted the sightings they later revealed that they had done ufo research and investigation since 1947 collecting thousands of stories uh regarding the flatwood monster they concluded that the light in the sky was bright a bright but common meteor that had streaked down across the eastern U.S. at dusk that night. Oh, okay. And that it was seen by many in the Baltimore area, among other places. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, sure. Among other places. In 2000, Joe Nichols of the com- of the committee... A committee? Wow. Committee. <laughs> Joe Nichols of the Committee for Skeptical Inquiry. Okay. Already, you know... A great name for a place. Concluded that the pulsing red light was likely an aircraft navigation or hazard beacon. And the most common explanation for the Flatwoods monster that potentially had claws and like claw-like arms was that it was an owl. Oh my gosh. An owl. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I really hate like when these stories are like, you know, it's a fucking owl. And you're like... But, like, is an owl 10 feet tall? What a 10 like, foot tall owl? <laughs> like, is you really, do you, do you? How has no one else ever seen this 10 foot tall owl? Exactly. Like, what do you think this is right now? So Nichols also suggested that the witnesses' perceptions were very distorted by their heightened state of anxiety. So that obviously... But then what was (laughs) causing the anxiety, right? (laughs) What was causing the anxiety? If it was an owl? If it was an owl. I feel like I would know if it was an owl. I feel like I would know if it was an owl as well. So this theory is also now shared by other investigators and the Air Force. Oh, okay. Okay. That it was an owl. That it was an owl. 
So Nichols also concluded that the shape, movement, and the sound reported by the witnesses were consistent with the silhouette flight pattern and the uh, call of the start of a startled barn owl. A barn owl. Yep. You want a picture? I know what a barn owl looks like. Do you know the, what the wingspan of a barn owl is? That's a good question. Because if the wingspan of a barn owl is not anywhere close to 10 feet, I don't, don't bother. Don't, don't bother, bother even trying to convince me. It is. Its body length is usually 34 to 40 centimeters. 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 Yes. Okay. And its wingspan ranges from 107 to 110 centimeters. What is 100 and... Oh, it's three feet. Yeah. That's nowhere near 10 feet. Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, don't you try to tell me that a fucking <laughs> owl and some voodoo magic is what made me believe it was 10 feet tall. Do you want to know what he... Some slight hand... Some slight of eye, like, optical illusion bullshit. Well, he also says... That the owl was probably perched on the limb of a tree, and the foliage beneath the <laughs> owl created the illusion of a long pleated gown or the body of a the long- creature. Okay. It's a tree dress. <laughs> An owl with a tree dress. Okay. 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 So, unless the trunk of a tree <laughs> looks so fucking pleated of your tree trunk trunk skirt, your trunk skirt. So, like, the tree trunk looks like a trunk skirt. Everyone has seen a fucking tree. <laughs> yeah. Like, even if it was, like, weird. But, like, also, if it was a tree, right, you'd probably walk out there in the daylight and be like, oh, that looks like the bottom half of that monster we saw. Or, like, hey, that monster was right there. It's just a tree, I guess. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't get it. <laughs> So also, since there are debates between whether or not um, with the witnesses, whether or not the creature had arms or claws or whatever. Arms or claws. Okay. He thinks that it could have just been the barn owl's claws gripping a branch. Okay. You seem to be jumping to a lot of conclusions to fit your ideal. Of a barn owl? Of a barn owl being the culprit of this scenario. Like, you're like, well, barn owls have claws too, guys. Like, doesn't look like it's out reaching to grab you or anything, but it was definitely, like, around a branch. <laughs> you definitely saw it on barn owl on a branch. Yeah. So a local boy, Max Lockhart, did admit to driving around the site in his Chevy truck, hoping to see something. So skeptic Ryan hopped concluded that this must have been the tracks and oily residue and rubbery substance that people thought were left by the creature. Like, did he drive, like, the next fucking day around? Like, word traveled that fast around the town? You're like, I'm just gonna drive in circles around this farmer's field. Farmer's field. field that we never hear of again. So the skeptic Ryan also said that nausea reported by, like, the smell... Um, was actually just probably a symptom of overexertion. Oh. They were okay. just so overexerted from walking up a hill. You know, because back, back in their day. In the 50s. Ba- well, no. Okay, yeah. So this back in the, the 50s, 50s they, wa- they were in great fucking shape. They walked up hill to school both ways. I heard right? this from your parents earlier. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, so even if this is just an unproven folklore, the tourists seem to, like, keep coming to this area. So the locals did the most earthling thing. They made bumper stickers, shot glasses, a giant monster-shaped chair. I know, I saw the chair. The chair is great. I like the chair. They created a monster museum, and they put up a sign on the highway that says, Home of the Green Monster. The Green Monster. It's another one of its names is the Green Monster. Oh, fine. And they learned um, that people wanted to just keep spending money on this. So from spring to fall, (laughs) peaks tourist season, hundreds of people would stop in and go to Flatwoods Ice Cream and Sandwich Eatery, and they would buy the Flatwood Monsters Burger. Okay. Which was double burger and double cheese. Okay. Double cheese burger. And they'd look at the historic monster photos. All right. And news clippings hanging on the walls in the museum. Okay. And the museum has an artifact including a chunk of the oak tree that the monster was said to be behind. So probably just the tree that the the owl was supposedly (laughs) sitting in. Amber, Amber, I need you to tell me how much it is to get into this museum. Okay, we'll look it up. After I'm almost done. Okay, I'll look a paragraph left. So the Flatwoods Monster is also known as the Green Monster and has also been called the Phantom of Flatwoods. It's become a huge tourist attraction. Yeah. There's even there's even shirts of it, so we should get a shirt. Okay, yeah, we can get a shirt. So Fra- we can go to the museum. I love this. I want to. So Freddie and Ed, well, Fred and Edward are still- Did you know that this museum is closed on Christmas, Christmas Eve, Easter, Thanksgiving, and New Year's Day? <laughs> Dang, I really wanted to go on Christmas. Oh my gosh. Continue, sorry. Fred and Edward are still alive according from the source that I was reading was updated like June 2019. So like recent. Yeah. Um, and they are still standing by their story, but they're no longer talking to reporters now. They're in their late seventies and they kind of are like, We are sick of giving millions and millions of interviews on this. Like, we stand by our story. This is it. We've you told know, everything. I would be too. I would be too, right? That's basically the Flatwoods Monster. It's inspired so much, like, Admission sci-fi. to the museum Ooh. is free. Ooh. Um, we just got to get to West Virginia. We just got to go to West Virginia. I, it looks like a library. There's also the Mothman it- shit there, though, because West Virginia is where the Mothman is, too. Oh, so we're just going to go. Okay, so we just need to come up with enough stories, and we'll just go on a podcast road trip. I love it. There's a lot in West Virginia. We got this. Okay. The Flatwoods Monster also does appear in Fallout 76. Yeah, I saw that when I was Googling it. I saw it once when I was playing Fallout 76. What did Fallout it look 76. at? Like... It's like purple in... or something. Oh, there's a festival. Did you look into that? I didn't. We should go. But yeah. Isn't it wild? Like, I love that it has like an Ace of Spades shaped head. Yeah, I love it. This is like... And that's it. That's all. That's everything. That's how she does it. That's it. That's had... how she rolls. Sorry if you heard crying dogs in the background literally the entire time. They miss each other. They miss each other, but then they'd also be too loud if they were together. Yeah. They can be together soon. Very shortly. After we do this outro right now. So if you like this episode, please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. You can now find us everywhere. You can find us on Pandora, finally. Finally. I actually had to cut out my bitching 
out of the last episode because we recorded it and then like we recorded it and the next day we got accepted the Pandora and I was just like, well, I guess I'm going to take this out. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, we are now on Pandora. And you can find us on social media. You can find us on Twitter at the MF cast. You can find us on Instagram at Marble Forest Podcast. And you can send us your stories at Marble Forest Podcast at gmail.com. Send them in. Anything. Anything you want to send in. We'll read it. We'll read it. We want to know about it. Yeah, always. And in in Facebook. Oh, yes. Facebook.com slash Marble Forest Podcast. Uh, we also do want to give a special thanks. I cannot. I, I always like to look at Jenna's art on our I wall. I feel that. A special thanks to Jenna who did our logo. You can find her on Instagram and Etsy at Agenda. And duh. Uh, Jen, duh. <laughs> yeah, but duh. Cameron who did our music. And everyone who sits in, sits in, listens, dogs who are so sad. Who are so sad. And thank you guys for listening. You're the best, and we really appreciate it. Yeah, exactly. And don't have fate by bringing planking back. Go plank it out. Just plank. Just plank it out. Plank it out. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Bye.